Hey everybody, Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan J. Frederick in the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Um, and I want to thank you all for listening, of course, and uh, make sure to uh, uh, subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on and leave us a nice five-star review if you can. It helps out the network and keeps us going. And if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon at patreon.com. I think it's front slash fight game media i always say backslash but i heard garrett say front slash so i don't know it's not hard to find though i just type in patreon fight game in the google engine and it comes right up so uh but if i sound a little different uh i'm using i, I got a little bit of a different setup now uh with some uh, nice christmas stuff i got so hopefully uh you all enjoy it and uh I, it sounds really good in my headset so ryan said it sounded good before we started so Hopefully everything goes well. Uh, but uh, Ryan, uh, we, we real, real have... quick, real yeah. quick, real quick, real quick. The okay, so you know, of course, record record on Monday, but this you're everybody's listening to this on Tuesday. What's today? Uh, December twenty seventh. Okay. What day is that? Uh, Tuesday. Okay. Is it somebody's birthday? Mine. Oh, is it really? Oh, happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I should have known see, that. I was trying to see if you remember. Yeah. No, you know what? Because it comes up on um, on Google. So that's why I remembered last year or on Facebook. So, well, yeah, because last, last year was on a Monday when we were Yeah, so we so. recorded. I can't believe I didn't remember that. Sorry. Uh, so what, no, are you 36 now? 37. 30, wow. Wow, we've been doing this show for a while. Yeah, uh, we started it over two years ago now. Yeah, because so. you're 34 when we started. Yeah. Um. So, wow. Well, congratulations. And uh, yeah, it's it always sucks to have a birthday right around Christmas time. I would imagine eh? you get doubled up on gifts or. Uh no, not really. No, the hardest part has always been like nobody's ever around to do anything, so my birthday kind of gets like shafted in that. Yeah, point. yeah. But, but at the same time. Same time, of course, it hasn't been like this for a few years, but usually around this time of the year, I'm in Vegas for the UFC big year in show. So it's like, so yeah, I don't, I don't really care, don't really care because I'm always so busy. But now it's like, now with like that and being at home for my birthday for once, it's like, oh man, like nothing's happening. But I got stuff planned for for the day. So it'll be uh, so in 2006 would have been when you turned 21, right? Yes. So did you were you in Vegas for that? Yes. Oh, awesome. That's the best place. <laughs> Chuck Tito three. Yeah. Oh, awesome. All right. Just, yeah. My daughter. I think, I think I got there the day after my birthday, actually. So spent the 21st, spent the 21st at home with my friends, got drunk all night till 2 a.m. <laughs> and then took a uh, 11 a.m. flight to Vegas. <laughs> oh, nice. My uh, my daughter uh, was supposed to. We were supposed to take her to Vegas for her twenty first, and my other daughter was supposed to get married uh, the same weekend. And then uh, that was the pandemic, so we ended yeah. up not being able to go to Vegas. So we're still waiting. She bugs me, you know, every time I see her. When are we, when are you taking me to Vegas? When are you taking me to but, Vegas? So, but a good thing, uh, a good thing is, even though I'm not in, I'm not in Vegas for my birthday. I'll have a little bit of Vegas for my birthday because uh, my favorite restaurant that's in Vegas opened a location in Dallas this year. Oh. So I'll be going to eat there for dinner. So what's that? Carbone. The, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's when you told me to check out Italian uh, food. Yeah, the great Italian food place at the Aria. They opened the Aria, location. Yeah. In, they opened a location in Dallas uh, earlier this year, so that's where I'll be headed for dinner. 
Well, I'm going in March, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll uh, I'll be able to go there. Hey, and if you go for the uh, Jones fight, assuming it gets booked, maybe we can uh, we can go together. No, of course. Of course yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, we. Um, we, yeah, so we're getting. Uh, we don't have much here because uh, there isn't any UFC for a while, and we got nothing to review. But there is a Bellator Rising show that we're going to talk about in a bit. But um, before we get going on the meat of the show, uh, obviously, uh, I'm sure most people have heard, if not everybody, um, that uh, we heard on uh, Christmas Eve, actually, but it happened a couple days earlier, that um, uh, Stefan Bonner um, passed away, uh, which was shocking. Uh, to say the least, um, he uh, he. I guess there's not a ton of details that have come up, unless you have more. But I mean, basically, what we've heard is that he uh, basically had a heart attack uh, at his employment uh, on Thursday, and you know, I it was seen, Wednesday. When, Wednesday was it Wednesday? Oh wow, okay. Yeah. But he he pa- was it Thursday? He passed away or Wednesday? No, it was Thursday. Sorry, I, I got yeah day. yeah. I got my days all messed up. Yeah, because you know what? Because Boxing Day is was Saturday, but it feels like it was Friday. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get you. I, I I totally I follow that. Yeah, because it was yeah because we heard about it and it, it already happened, obviously. But and I mean, obviously, it was a shock to everyone. Um, nobody knew. You know, obviously, it wasn't say it was a sudden heart attack. I would assume, and forty five years old. Um, pretty. I, I would. My wife had a heart attack this year, you know, and she's she's only five years older than that. Uh, but um, you know, it's you know, it's sad and and sudden, and I know it hits you pretty hard. Um, you know, given that you know you started, you've been watching right from day one, and obviously you saw his whole career. So yeah, I mean, I was there at the Ultimate Fighter finale. The, the, you were there? The, oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I was going to like I said, I've been going to Vegas since I was 18, 18, but but I was really 21, if you ask my ID. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was there. And yeah, I this one hit me really hard, hard. Like I had a I had a hard time sleeping Saturday night, you know, wow. when I found this when I found this out, because it reminded me of so much. You, you know, I hate to kind of bring this up and I know Stefan he had a he had some health issues the last couple of years that he's been very like public about so who knows like he had a very bad staph infection at one point and was in the hospital for a while and some other stuff going on other stuff going on and then he recently lost his house in a fire fire and was taking donations and and like a little known I don't know how public this story is I know it's I know it's out there but I don't know how many people know about but Tyron Woodley actually bought him the new place that he was living in so oh wow you know, there was there was all that going on and just yeah and uh this you know it's he's 45 years old and and you know it kind of it hit me hard because you know obviously I've been a big MMA fan but as as all of us are a lot of us are pro wrestling fans and it just reminded me of those of those days where you know guys we grew up watching were just dropping dead suddenly in their late 30s early 40 early to mid 40s from heart attacks mm-hmm. and you don't and you hate to bring up the elephant in the room but yeah Stefan Bonner he did have multiple drug test failures for steroids he came up during in his popularity in that era was big in that era of probably the heaviest steroid usage in mma mm-hmm. times you know when they were very rarely when they were only really drug tested the night of the fight and you kind of knew when it was coming so you knew how to how to beat it there was real there was only random drug tests for main event fighters and even then they weren't 
that random. You could kind of tell when they were coming. And then, you know, a lot of those guys got got uh, really famous really quick, and there was a lot of partying, partying for a lot of those guys in that age. I've witnessed it firsthand. So, <laughs> I mean, I got firsthand knowledge of, of a lot of that stuff. And, uh, you know, and the constant training, the constant – the constant, you know, there was the days of the heavy, the heavy sparring era, era where, where you know, your people were guys were sparring six, seven days a week, week. Now it's like, you know, they maybe do it once a week, and uh, yeah. So I mean, you can imagine like, you know, the head trauma, the body trauma, you know, having to, you know, use painkillers to get through the day. It's you know, it's, you know, those guys in those era, and we kind of see it with some. Some people, the way they walk and talk from that era, you know, you hate to say it, you know, you hate to bring it up, but it's kind of like that elephant in the room that, you know, is there, is there that you can't really overlook if you really want to do a deep dive into this situation. So it's just, it's, I hope this isn't like the start of a trend from that era, but uh, it's still just, it just sucks because I was I have hanging in my room, I have the, there was a portrait done of the Griffin Bonner fight and uh, both Forrest and Stefan both signed it. And I have that hanging in my room and it's just like, and so I obviously see that every day and it's just, it sucks. Just this news sucks. And he was such a huge part of, of the boom of the UFC, the or what I call the first boom, because I feel like they've had three booms. Boom yeah. period. So the first boom was, you know, him and Forrest were a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I kind of missed out on that, but, uh, you know, live as it was happening, but um, I certainly knew about it. And, and then, you know, as I got more and more into UFC, um, you know, I, I became familiar with the history. I went back and watched, you know, most of it. And, and then, you know, like the last time, well, the last time I remember, well, last time I saw him fight was, was his last UFC fight. Well, I, I know I probably, I guess I saw the Tito fight too in Bellator, but um, I remember this was back in the era when I was still kind of picking and choosing pay-per-views and, and I ended up buying the UFC 153 based on the promos that he was doing, which were ba- the whole idea of the promos and you can Google it and see it on YouTube. Um, was him sitting down with Forrest and asking him for advice and Forrest just basically telling him like, you're fucked. And, and he's looking at the camera, like he knew it. And they're showing highlights of Anderson Silva beating all these people, you know, like front kicks and submissions and, and punches. And, and, and he's like, he's got nothing like anything he tries, Anderson's going to beat him. And, and that was like the selling point of the show. And, uh, you know, and as it turned out, he, he lost the first round by, by uh, TKO and, uh, and then ended up failing a drug test uh, afterwards and was cut from the UFC after, which, you know, sucked. But, um, but he bought, he's, they sold that fight to me based on that. And it, it was just so entertaining and I, I didn't do it justice. Like you have to watch it. And there was a few of them um, that were all similar and then, of course, the the show with, uh, you know, this fight he did with Tito and Bellator, which is way, you know, obviously way past his prime, but it was on Spike TV. And it did a million, 1.2 million viewers um, in an era when Bellator was probably doing seven or 800,000 for most of their shows. And the their fight itself did uh, 2 million viewers. So it was, I mean, he showed that he was still a TV star 
at at that age, you know, and that was 2014. So that's eight years ago. He was 37. And um, I saw him wrestle as well in Vegas. Um, I want to say like 2017, maybe uh, for Future Stars of Wrestling. Um, He did an angle uh, where he came out and, you know, just attacked a couple people. I don't think he, I don't think I actually saw him have a match. He was still training, I think. But um, that, that's the last time I saw him was 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 then it was in that little gym that they tape in in uh, in vegas and saw uh, tom lawler and uh, uh antonio thomas have a match on that same show and yeah, he, and he was on there as well yeah he, he did some stuff with impact wrestling too yeah during, yeah. during that time and uh yeah of course he's always going to be remembered for the forrest griffin fight the fight that put the ufc on the map and and yeah there's been a lot of like history coming out that everybody says that's the fight that made the ufc ufc and that it was the reason there's a season two of the ultimate fighter ultimate fighter it's a little bit revisionist history they had announced season two during the show before the fight even happened even though they didn't sign the contract for it until the next day next day but season two was happening but i do feel like that the bonner griffin fight led to helped the big buy rate the next week for uh UFC 52, which had uh, Chuck and Randy, their second fight. And yeah. it just, it, it may, it, I don't know that I still think season two of ultimate fighter would have still happened without it, but it made a feature for the UFC as far as like live fight nights on spike TV. Cause at the time, at the time before that, there was no plans for that happening, happening. And all of a sudden now you're getting ultimate fight nights on a spike TV and then you're having these future subsequent seasons of ultimate fighter. So yeah, it's a big part of history. And it's, you know, the, if anybody who, uh, who goes to, uh, who goes to UFC shows, they always show the Bob O'Reilly video, you know, by, by the who, you know, mixed, mixed in with UFC highlights and Griffin Bonner is the, probably the centerpiece of that video. So it's just, it's the most important fight. It's the most important fight in UFC history for sure. And, you know, and just, I mean, we're all here. We're all here as fans of the day because of really because of that fight, because it kickstarted so much. Yeah. And he was, I mean, people, you know, will kind of say, you know, he maybe wasn't a great fighter and was just kind of had a great fight in the right place at the right time. But, you know, he fought John Jones in one of John Jones first UFC fights and went the distance with him. Um, you know, and, and that was like one of the few times, you know, early in Jones's UFC career where, you know, he had the one, his debut where he went the distance, then he had this string of just finishes for like six straight fights. So, you know, he, he, you know, he, he was all right. Like he wasn't, he wasn't bad, but he obviously took a lot of punishment, um, you know, in that, in that Griffin fight, in the fight with, um, you know, with Rashad and the rematch with Forrest. And, uh, so yeah, it was, um. You know, and I, I'm like you, you know, and we've had conversations off air and, you know, there's a couple of times I even almost brought it up on air and didn't want to, you know, with regards to specific people, just because I, I don't want to be right on things like that. So I'd rather not go on the record about it. But um, I just like I'm I do worry about it, you know, between the weight cutting, the 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 drugs, the damage, the, um, you know, the 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 painkillers you know the illegal drugs that people were taking and probably still are um just all that stuff is you know it is bad and and i feel like ufc i mean they they have the drug testing now but i'm not sure that they have the same especially for fighters after they leave the organization 
they don't have the same um, care about them as as like they do in some other industries. I'm I'm worried. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing too, and yeah, big thing too. So it's like once you're out of that, that especially now, once it, Endeavor took over, I think once when when the Fertitas still owned it, I think there was a little bit more care, especially when you saw what they were doing for Chuck, Chuck and Matt Hughes at the time. You know, basically, you know, paying them to paying them and giving them jobs as just ambassadors, just to get get them yeah. paid and get keep them underneath their their watch and once Endeavor kind of came in and threw all that away, you know, it definitely, we're definitely now in an era where, where, yeah, the, you know, the, the billionaire owners who don't give really a shit about the sport other than, other than the bottom line, you know, they don't care about all these fighters. So, you know, in the old days, I mean, you, that story you told about uh, Tyron Woodley and, and Bonner, like Dana would have bought him the house. You know, like, or, or, or Lorenzo or like somebody like, even though he wasn't with the company anymore, like they would have just done it, but they're not going to do it now. Like, eh, I want, I want to say those guys wouldn't do it now. It's just somebody else stepped up beforehand. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because I mean, better Dana, than I, I mean, Dana bought Joe Pfeiffer a house after he had he got signed because he found out Joe Pfeiffer was still homeless. So, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, he did leave kind of on, you know, not great terms because they got a lot of bad publicity when yeah. he failed that drug test. And he's one of the first like real high profile people to, um, to fail a drug test when they were, you know, doing the, um, you know, the, they it was kind of right around the time they started amping up the drug testing, really. Yeah, it was before, and, still before USADA, but yeah, pre USADA, but they were still, you know, yeah. not a lot of main, main eventers were filling drug no. tests off of coming off a main event fight. I know, yeah, you had Barnett and you know a few others, but um, and uh, yeah, and, and I mean that's I mean that's the third big one that we've had this year. Um, all very different circumstances, obviously, um, with, uh, you know, Rumble Johnson and uh, Elias uh, Theodoro, but it always sucks. And this one, like you said, I mean, it for for me, the one that hit me harder was Elias Theodoro, just because he was Canadian and because I did watch his whole career as it happened. So for me, like that was more of the personal connection, whereas you would have it going back further with both Rumble and Bonner, but obviously, especially with Bonner for the reasons that you said. Yeah, so yeah. they've all they've all hit me hard. It's just it's yeah. just been a really shitty year. Really. Yeah, but it's too young. It's too it's young. too young. Yeah, yeah. And I had, I mean, you know, I had a lot of a lot of stuff by this year, and you you know, you had it with your dog, who's you know, like your best friend, and uh, and I, me with you know, my my uh, wife had a heart attack this year, and I didn't really talk much about it when it happened because she was trying to keep it quiet. And then my son, obviously, I talked a lot more about, but luckily they both got through it. And uh, so you know, hopefully 2023 is better. Uh, I really don't want to be doing shows like this where we're yeah. having to go over people's careers like that. But I'm like you. Yeah. I'm worried. That... I want to only want to go over careers whenever they retire. Exactly. Not when, yeah. Not when they, yeah. When they, when they pass away. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I mean, now we know he's not coming back, unfortunately. Um, which is probably a terrible thing to say, but you know, it's just me. Um, yeah, so that's that sucked. Um, uh, but uh, as we go on, we will go on and uh, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers to anybody that knew him, friends of him. Um, there is uh, somebody I know of who might start listening to this show that you know, uh, used to fight in, in the UFC. So, and I know there's some fighters that listen to this show and stuff too. So, if you knew Stefan and, and if you're friends with them or, or anything like that, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers go to you as well. 
Um, but uh, we do have a show this coming week. Uh, it is Saturday. Um, I guess Saturday our time it's going to air here uh, in the evening on Showtime, which I didn't know until today. Uh, but um, there, I, I think it's airing on uh, on Fight as well if you want to watch it live. Uh, I could be wrong about that. Uh, the Bellator versus Ryzen show from okay. uh, yeah. Satama Super Arena in Japan. Yeah, it's got a it's got a weird broadcast schedule. Yeah, but so. but I mean, and I think obviously the the version that's going to air on Showtime and I assume YouTube in Canada will will just be the main card or probably not even the whole main card because these shows are usually pretty long, like fifteen well, fifteen fights. Uh, well, actually, okay. So what it is the first the first part of the show is just Ryzen. Ryzen. Oh, so all that's okay. going to be on all that's going to be on Ryzen on a on pay-per-view and fight tv got gotcha. tv pay-per-view all that and once the once the main card which is the main card is bellator versus rising if you want to watch it live you have to be <clears throat> excuse me you have to be either in japan or have a vpn vpn to where you can get japanese pay-per-view on oh. that otherwise you're watching it on a 12-hour tape delay oh, okay showtime. okay so it's not available on fight then no, no. Okay. All right. But it's actually not a bad card, like for, you know, by Bellator standards. Um, got AJ McKee in the main event, uh, fighting Roberto D'Souza, who, uh, you know, he's a rise, obviously, he's a rising fighter because it's all Bellator versus Rising. So if you watch Rising, you know who this guy is. I generally don't. So I don't know. But, you know, he's got, he's got a bunch of wins, uh, fought some people, you know, uh, Kazuki Tukadomi, Johnny Case, former UFC fighter, uh, Yusuke Yachi, um, Tofik Mus- Musayev, who somebody I've heard a lot about. So, um, you know, and then co-main Patricio Pitbull uh, fighting Kieber Koiki Erbst, who is another Ryzen fighter, uh, former one in KSW guy. Uh, I've seen him a few times. Uh, Pancras used to fight in as well. So, yeah, I mean, um, he's that guy. He's lost once. Once in the last seven years, and it was to Matus Gamera. Yeah, so. so there you go. Uh, Patricio and Pitbull is, you know, he only loses to top guys, so that should be a really good fight. Yeah. And Juan Archuleta uh, is fighting Su Chul Kim, another veteran, I believe, fought in one. Um, I do recognize it. Yeah, he fought in one years ago. I used to used to see his fights all the time. Uh, for, saw his fight with Bibiano Fernandez in 2013. That's where I recognize him from. Um, and Kyoji Horiguchi, former UFC fighter, uh, also fighting. And Koji Takata and Gadzi Rabadanov is uh, the other fight. So yeah, are you? I, I'll probably check this out. I mean, you know, it's it's New Year's Eve, so. I mean, I'll probably watch it New Year's Day, maybe. Um, when there's not much else on, uh, you know, other than college football, but maybe in the morning when I wake up. Uh, are you going to check it out? Uh, yeah, I'll probably. I mean, I don't have showtime, and I'll be busy New Year's Eve, of course, around this time. Time it kind of, it kind of sucks. It's got to. Yeah. It's it's a really bad day. To, <laughs> for Fair MMA, enough. Yeah. For yeah. MMA, MMA, and a really bad time slot where you're starting at. Nine Eastern time at night. Yeah, and uh, isn't that like isn't the uh, college football semifinals the same night? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Nobody's watching because the first is Sunday, and that's all NFL. There's no college yeah. football. Football yeah. in the first. Yeah. So the thirty first has has the college semis. I should know that because TC is playing Michigan, and I know they're playing on the thirty first. Yeah. Uh, but uh. But yeah, and it's from nine to midnight Eastern time where 
everybody's going to yeah. be partying. Nobody's going to be paying attention. And if you're watching that. TV, you're watching like Ryan Seacrest or you're watching, yeah. uh, you know, whatever, Jenny McCarthy on the other channel. Yeah, I mean, Josh Thompson wants to bitch about, about you know, let's see how the media covers the show. Covers the show. <laughs> There's nobody going to Japan for for it, I, except like, yeah, Mark Raimondi will be there, but he's going to Japan for, for Wrestle Kingdom and just happens to be getting in there a few days early to go to well, well, even that isn't there's a big show. I mean, um, there, there's a big wrestling show that night too, right? Or, or is it yeah. no, it's the first that Shinsuke's fighting, uh, wrestling. Uh, I think it's the first, I think it's the first, second. yeah, yeah. But there's so, so much wrestling, and I know, and an Inoki, sh- Inoki show, and all that. So, the Inoki yeah. show is, I think, like tomorrow as we're recording. I yeah, think. I think so. Yeah, some, yeah, Tom, Tom's just, wrestling, uh, yeah. uh, Sakabura, Sakabura. Yeah. Wow, a, no, he's wrestling, a. He's wrestling Sakabura. What is he doing? The uh, I'm almost positive he's wrestling Sakabura on the Inoki. When is he doing the Shibata match? Or is it Shibata? No, you know what? You're right. It is Shibata. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it, was Shibata, I, I thought yeah. it was Sakabura, but you're right. It is Shibata. Yeah, that's yeah. December 28th. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So that's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I I texted him about it. I said, "Oh, you must be really happy." He didn't answer me, so I don't know. He might he might have been on the plane. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I've talked was... to him since. So. <laughs> There's yeah. so much going. There's so much going on, and Josh Thompson bitching about. Let's see how the media covers it, and all that. But like, you have a, you're on a 12 hour tape delay, which is already bad enough to get coverage, and you're on the worst night possible. I know it's tradition in Japan, but there's a reason why why no no U.S. There's a reason why UFC never ran for it ran July 31st. Or yeah. not July, December thirty first. They'd run December thirtieth. They'd run January first. But there's a reason why they never ran December thirty thirty first. And you know this, you know this isn't. <laughs> I guarantee Josh Thompson's not going to be happy afterwards. But he needs to, he needs to, you know, look at the oh, picture yeah. for what it what it is instead of being a Bellator employee. And it's a good card, but it's just yeah. so. I mean, it's just I, I do think Bellator is going to go five and zero on it. To be honest. Uh, probably. I mean, I would say the most likely, uh, uh, the guy for, to win is maybe, uh, uh, Godzi Rabadanov might be Koji Takata, but other than that, yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, yeah, but in, in the rising part, part that's, uh, Aaron live. I mean, you got John Dotson on there, Rogerio Bonterin, Johnny Case. <laughs> you have a catchweight fight here that I see. It's Ren Hiramoto against a mystery fighter. I guess we'll find <laughs> That's like know, Pride, what Pride used to do, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I think Pride, you know, I guess we'll find out if the way ends. I guess that's when you find out who you're fighting. That's kind of crazy. But yeah, but yeah, it's just, you know, that's, you know, if you're a big MMA fan and, you know, you're kind of, you know, not doing anything New Year's Eve, you know, it'll be a good, it'll be a good show on, you know, on Showtime. So it's just, Rogerio I don't know, Bontera, I don't know how much, Bontaran, I don't know if you mentioned him, he's fighting yeah, on the card. Yuki yeah. Mont- Montoya. Yeah. yeah. But uh, just like I said, I don't know how much attention it's going to get just because of all the circumstances around it. Yeah, I did confirm the uh, the Lawler fight is definitely on the twenty eighth in Tokyo. So I wonder, I wonder how long he's sticking around. Maybe he'll be in the uh, the uh, Rochambeau thing or whatever they call it uh, on uh, Wrestle Kingdom. That'd be cool. That'd be cool if he could be on there. I'm sure he'd be thrilled. Um, all right, so yeah, that is Bell Tour, and again, it'll be on Showtime or uh, YouTube if you're in Canada. 
Um, all right. So we uh, we have to talk about – or no, sorry, our ITC question of the week. Because uh, our we have to talk about was obviously the Stefan Bonner. I didn't kind of identify it at the time. But that was our we have to talk about segment. But uh, Ryan came up with kind of a fun idea for the question of the week. Um, and it's fun, but I my creative brain is just – I don't know if I'm tired from Christmas or what. I have a few ideas, and uh, I have a feeling yours are going to be better. Um, so maybe we'll start with you, but yeah. it's the holiday season. And so if you had to buy Christmas gifts for personalities in the MMA world, what would you get them? So Ryan, let's start with you. Yeah. Okay. I have a list of 10 people here. So. Okay. Cause I've got like two and yeah. you probably have, I bet you my two are on your list. So it doesn't um, matter. It doesn't matter. I, know, I, know, I, know, but I mean, know. there's, there's a million personalities we could have, yeah. we could have picked. Okay. So first off, uh, Kamzat Chemaev. I'm buying him a Christmas gift. I'm buying him a scale so he can figure out which weight class he's going to fight in and actually make the weight for that weight class. So, okay, that's so, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, secondly, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a gift for Conor McGregor, and it's just going to be a simple exemption from USADA to let him fight as soon as possible, so that way we can get all this hoopla done with him and he can fight. You know, none of that's this. a gift for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, third on my list. Colby Covington, I'm going to buy him a new watch since he keeps bitching about Jorge Masvidal breaking his watch. So, you know, <laughs> so he'll shut up about it and maybe he'll actually, you know, decide to fight again, you know, once he shuts up about a watch. Uh, number four on my list, Marvin Vittori. I'm going to buy him a dictionary so maybe he can learn some more English and he'll ha- he'll be able to do an interview that's that's not 75% curse words. So, so number five on my list, this is an easy one. Francis Naganu. I'm just going to give him a UFC contract with whatever he wants money, whatever, just get him, just get it done. So okay. number six, Nate Diaz. I'm going to give him a briefcase full of cash, $15 million. Do the third McGregor fight. Just come back for that. Okay. So, uh, number seven, uh, Douglas Crosby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him a pink slip telling him his judging services are no longer required in the sport of MMA, especially after his comments on Chael Sonnen's podcast this past week where he basically basically said, I'll judge these fights how I want and I don't give a fuck, you know, kind of thing. You know, if you're going to be like that, well, we don't need you judging anymore. Uh, and uh, and speaking of that, I didn't see it in our news, but uh, there was some Douglas Crosby. There's a rule now, right? The Crosby rule? Is there? Yeah, oh, I heard. Oh, I California. Heard yeah, California. Oh, this is California only right now, but I can see other commissions hopping on hopping on board. They said they said unless you're unless you're only one state over, you will not be uh licensed to ju- you will not be allowed to judge on a card in California within 24 hours of, you know, being Yeah. Assign a, a job elsewhere. Only if you're working. California said if you you can work Nevada, like you can work Nevada, like you work a show in California on Friday night, and then work a show in Nevada on Saturday night, and vice versa. You can work a show in Nevada on Friday night and a show in California Saturday night, but only adjoining states. Nothing, nothing more than a state a state away. So I would like to see other commissions kind of come onto that, but that's a new thing for. Uh, for it uh, okay number eight on my list uh laura senko and her gift this year will be finally getting to do the lead play-by-play gig on a card this year 
on an ESPN plus card. That's nice. She's talked about how that's, that's her goal. And she was hoping to accomplish it in 2022. It didn't happen. So let's give her the gift of that happening this year. Uh, number nine on my list, Patty Pimblet. I'm just going to hire him a year round nutritionist. So he'll <laughs> stay, <laughs> so he'll stay in shape. So, yeah. And number 10 on my list, Leon Edwards, I'm going to get him that three piece and a soda combo from Popeye's wherever and give him his long way to fight with Jorge Masvidal title or no title. doesn't matter. Just get him the, give him, give him that fight. That's my Christmas gift for Leon Edwards. Okay. I got some here, but I don't know. Some of them are <laughs> probably a little lame. Um, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, so I had Nate Diaz on my list too. Um, and I just wanted to get him a porta potty so he doesn't need to go pissing outside the, the UFC Performance Institute anymore. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, uh, Dana White, I, I just want to give him a gift certificate for like $10 million so that he can just bonus everybody on the cards. So he doesn't have to worry about money and he can just do it because I know UFC is so poor and they can't afford to to pay their fighters. So I just want to allow him to be able to do that as I'm sure he would like to do. Um, I want to get Paul Acosta those hair plugs that he's needed for so long. Uh, but I want to find some magic hair plugs where he doesn't need to take a year off for them to settle in and, and he can just get his hair plugs and start fighting again. Um, Sean Strickland, I would just get him a clue. Um, that, you know, if, if I could, if I could get anything, uh, Jaron Vallel, uh, I would like to, uh, double his salary with the Manitoba government so that he never has to leave the province again. And maybe even bonus him if, if he, if he goes a whole calendar year without going to Vegas, that'd be really cool. <laughs> okay. Um, Scott Coker, I would like to lock his bank account so that he doesn't have the opportunity to sign any other former UFC fighters. Um, he doesn't need to, he, he shouldn't want to, he should just worry about the guys he has and the company that he has that's going down. Um, Daniel Cormier, I, I want to give him a big WWE contract to do whatever he wants to do in WWE. In addition to, uh, UFC, um, I think, I think he'd have a lot of fun doing that. Uh, not necessarily wrestling, but commentating, managing, whatever he wants to do. I think it'd be a big asset for them. Uh, Molly, Molly McCann, you mentioned Patty. Uh, I, I want to get Molly McCann a time machine so that she can go back in time to before she took her last fight and fight somebody else and just keep on the run that she's been on and pretend <laughs> that, that that fight didn't happen. And uh, Derek Lewis, just want to get him some looser trunks so that his balls aren't so hot uh, anymore. So yeah. there we go. Those, those were good. <laughs> okay. Those were good. good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked them. Cause <laughs> I, 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 some of them I had in my brain, but most of them I was writing down as you were talking. Yeah. Um, but I did have like, I probably had like five of them. The funny thing I is I came up with, I came up with this idea like a month ago. Cause we were originally I've been thinking about it the whole time. And I've been like yeah. stressing and I'm like, yeah. God, I hope something the happens. The thing is I came, I came up with that idea a month ago. Cause originally we were going to take this week off, but we were encouraged everybody was encouraged to to keep yeah. doing shows to keep doing shows consistency and i'm just sitting there struggling to think of what are we going to do on on a show when they're uh, on a week when there's nothing to talk about really really and unfortunately we did have some unfortunate stuff to talk yeah about, well that's talk about, I mean, but i should have spent it. more time on this because but, but like literally and then when it came up i was just like 
holy shit, a lot of the stuff that I was thinking of over the last month, I completely forgot aside from the comms out one. Yeah. The comms out one was the thing that, the thing that kind of set me off, like get the guy a scale so he can figure out what weight class. Cause I'm sick and tired of hearing, hearing him every week, 185 or 170. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter. And it doesn't yeah. matter if you're going to make, if you're going to commit to 170, you, you need to make that weight. So, and you need to get a body type <clears throat> that is um, meant for 170. You know, right. and, and if you're going to do 185, then you can put on some more weight and then you don't have to worry about cutting 40 pounds yeah. every time. You can just so, cut 25. So on a lot of it, yeah. a lot of it, I, 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 a lot of the ones I had thought of a month ago, I done forgot about. And it's like, oh shit, you know, like, <laughs> like what oh, I wow. came up with, like, like, you know, some of them I want to say, get away from Katarov, you know, all these yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's other things. I mean, you know, we, we could have, uh, I, um uh, yeah there's some there's some serious more a little more serious ones we we could have done too and and stuff and it sucks because like i said i was hoping for something else but i wasn't hoping for what we got yeah uh, um you know that was not what i wanted to have to have happen yeah. but if, as if it I is, had... we're, we're going to be stretching to get to an hour here uh, we we'll normally probably, go 90 minutes <laughs> we'll probably go about 50 this week but uh, yeah if i had my drudgers and if i ran the ufc i would give every fighter on the roster a hundred thousand dollar christmas bonus well just add a zero to their you know to whatever their pay is you know and and the ufc would still be making money yeah. um you know i guess well maybe not if you added a zero to every one of them but, um you could certainly double or triple everybody's uh, uh, show up show bonuses and you yeah. and uh, show get rid of the win bonus. Just make just yeah just yeah. if uh, somebody's making forty five and forty five, just give them give Nine. them 80, 80, 80. To show. And the other thing is uh, just do an automatic uh, finish bonus. Yeah. You know, and that that would make for more exciting eighty to show and give everybody who finishes fifty k. Yeah. Yeah. Or even 25, you know, um, you know, whatever it is. I can do 50 K. Well, they could. The the one I would like is you, you take a pool. So let's say you have, um, you know, an average of 12 fights on a card, right? So you go 12 fights, 50 K a fight, that's 600 grand. So you get 600 grand to split between everybody that gets a finish. So if you get like six ways into the card, now you're on the seventh fight. These fighters are fighting for like a hundred grand each if they can get yeah. a finish. If you get to the main event and nobody's got a finish, like they're fighting for an extra six hundred k. I think that'd be fun. That's a crazy <laughs> idea. Yeah. yeah, and then still do, or even if you just want to do five hundred k and, and yeah. use the other hundred k to give a fight of the fight night. Of the night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fight of the night is is great too. But the thing that sucks is more often than not, like I don't know how many times we see it where the fight of the night goes to like the main event and those yeah. guys are already making you know way more money they don't need that that money so um you know and definitely like the somebody in the main event almost always gets a performance bonus too which yeah but we saw a lot of main events this year that kind of deserved it so true 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 although the lot was it the last show or the one before that where they gave everybody but patty and uh like the two main events that everybody else got a bonus i love that one that was fun um but yeah yeah the last pay-per-view yeah <laughs> yeah all right so we got some news a little bit of news um and and the first one actually um the ufc pay-per-view price increase like i don't know if we're getting an increase in canada too um from what i've heard this is was totally a, an espn call um so it may not apply to places where you're still ordering via traditional pay-per-view or by ufc fight pass but uh, they're going up to 80 bucks is that yeah. right yeah, yeah. 
And that, you know, like every time it happens, like we have this discussion and you're, you know, you're like, ah, you know, it's not going to make a difference. You know, people are still going to buy, blah, 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 blah. But this one feels different. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can't say they did have a down paper down year on pay-per-view this past year. And of course, yeah, it's increased every year that they've it's increased by five bucks every year since the ESPN deal came came about. Granted, the reason why people who want to know these increases increases if you actually took a second to to not blame the UFC and Dana White for everything, these are completely ESPN Disney ESPN decisions on raising the pay per view price increase, and they go they've gone up five bucks every year. Which also, which is also because the the television contracts. I don't know about the pay per view contract. It might be a fixed amount every year, but the actual television, the linear television contracts for the ESPN and ESPN Plus shows, uh, the the amount ESPN plays UFC goes up every year. So now they have to make up that money. Money. And the easiest way is just to add five bucks on to the pay per view because. But uh, I mean, I don't. We had a down year on pay per view. I don't know what the maybe the last price increase was a reason. I think more of a reason was we didn't have any big cards this year. So, yeah. So well, I think so, that's the, the total reason. I mean, no, yeah, no John Jones, no Conor yeah. McGregor. Um, I mean, those are the big ones. But yeah, it's also coming at a doing this. You know, Dana talked about you know inflation and saying. You know, that stuff doesn't affect us, which, you know, he might be telling the truth. I mean, he's he's only looking at what they're getting and what they're getting is what, you know, is fixed rates from from Disney and ESPN. So so what they get doesn't change. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what they put on. It doesn't change. Doesn't change. So but uh, this one could be this one. This one could be the one that 80 bucks is a lot of money. Ask the people. Ask the people. Asking people 12, 13 times a year. I mean, look at, you know, look at, look at what's happening in March. You have two pay-per-views over the course of three weeks. Yep. Like it's, it's going to hurt one of those. Well, I mean, I've had, I've talked about this in Canada because, you know, those, that, that one year, two years ago, we had the Abu Dhabi show that was free on ESPN plus, but they charged on pay-per-view in Canada. So I had to buy two straight pay-per-views and then I had an AW one two weeks later. So, you know, I had $200 in pay-per-view charges in, in like a couple weeks, you know, yeah. that's a lot. Uh, you know, and um, and and someone I saw did the math, and I mean it's not hard math, but between if you buy all the pay per views and the ESPN Plus subscription, which you have to buy in order to get the pay per views, you're talking about eleven hundred and forty dollars for the year uh, to to watch UFC. That's a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like I, I'm sorry, you know, and I, I and it's funny because one of our friends has has said, you know, oh they should have a a subscription basis where you know you you pay a flat rate of i think his amount was like 250 dollars. never where, gonna you know, happen no i know it would never happen but you know you when you have fact when you hear that though a thousand and forty eleven hundred forty dollars for you know ufc for the year i mean you almost think that they could probably bundle some of these together and it might help their business. But the problem is, is like, I don't think it would help it enough to where it would make a difference. Yeah. Even this, like if they're increasing the price, I think from 75 to 80 is, is 6%. I want to say 
Um, and so are they going to lose 6% of their buys because of this price increase? And I think they would say no. And that's why they're doing it. Um, but I, I think you're right. Like in the sense that this 80 bucks is the point where you start to look at it like, okay, uh, between that and my ESPN plus subscription, maybe this just isn't worth it anymore. Yeah. And granted, like I said, this is complete Disney, Disney call. And, uh, and I know that from their financials, reading up on their financials, when it comes to ESPN plus, uh, the amount per subscriber they, they were getting over this past year was flat from the year before. So they didn't gain, gain nor lose anything. And the whole thing is they need to be gaining. Right. Considering, considering how much they're paying for content, not just UFC content. You got to take it. You got to take it out. It's a whole bit. It's a big picture. Yeah. It's a big picture. Oh, and UFC them. is a small part of it. When you factor in like Disney plus and, yeah. and, and plus NFL they're going to basketball. And they're, and, they're coming up on renewal times for a lot of sports yeah. UFC included. Yeah. So, I mean, if they want to keep these, keep these things, you know, it's going to cost money. And then, and I mean, and UFC could go to Amazon next to get a billion dollars, but that's not to say that their pay-per-views won't, won't cost, you know, a hundred bucks over there. So yeah, you, exactly. You don't, yeah. you don't know. I mean, they're, they're, like I said, back in the day when it was traditional pay-per-view and they were getting a split, 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 and they were doing all their, all their streaming through UFC Fight Pass for pay-per-views. They decide on the price as on them. You can blame them. Nowadays, they're just content providers, and and the prices of stuff is is set by the people who they provide content from. From trust me, I feel like if I feel I honestly feel like if they had a say, they would say eighty dollars is too much. They need to be sixty-five. Yeah, I honestly firmly believe believe that. But that's that's. That's not their call. You know, yeah. I, I know that I firmly believe that from talking to people who work in the company, they, they, you know, a lot of people in the company that work for them feel 80 bucks is too high. So, well, and if you, if you look at the first card that is going to be, um, th- that is going to be at this price point is UFC 283 and you got a main event of Glover Teixeira and Jamal Hill. And when you're talking about people wanting to fork out, 80 bucks for a show that's not the show that people are going to fork out 80 dollars for like they'd be i mean i think in the past when they've done these they've usually had bigger fights for that first show i think there was like a connor fight one year and um you know and and like so when you're raising the price you kind of want to have a fight that's worth the price range and i think people might look at this and say are you fucking kidding me like 80 dollars for glover to share and jamal hill like no <laughs> you know just no and and i mean the co-main is is a great fight for hardcore fans but i mean most people aren't buying fights for you know buying shows for flyweight fights um although i mean i think these fights will be good and glover share is going to get like a hero's welcome in brazil first show in brazil in three years um and it's a great card yeah but i mean if the 80 bucks got you the entire card then that'd be yeah different but you're well that's the thing and and most of this card 80 plus the plus the 10 bucks a month for the prelims, you know, situation. Yeah. And the prelims alone are, are, you know, well worth your, your while. Like I'm not, I'm not $80, but um, you know, it's like, you know, some of the other, like, you know, we're, we come from wrestling and stuff. So, you know, they want to load up those cards with, you know, like 10, 10 matches that people want to see. So maybe you don't like the main event, but you like something else on the card and, you know, like Paul Craig and Johnny Walker or, or Brad Tavares and Gregory Rodriguez, you know, yeah, it's, 
yeah yeah that's why that's the that's the aew argument i'll make for yeah. for everybody yeah. is you know it, you know everybody wants to say aew has too many matches on their pay-per-view cards but then i then i want to respond tony's asking you four times a year to pay yeah. 50 bucks for a card and he wants to give you as much as much value for that money as he can and now we're getting in the point with the ufc it's like is there value for these 80 bucks 80 bucks yeah and 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 i mean i don't know like gilbert burns um you know i like him but um you know lauren murphy on the main card like I, i'm a big lauren murphy fan but not for 80 dollars uh, you know what i mean and um so yeah. yeah but i'll buy it no actually i might not i'm gonna be on in holidays i might be skipping this one in <laughs> fact i'm pretty sure i am so um although i i guess i'll be doing the show the week after so maybe i do have to watch it i don't know we'll, we'll figure it out uh but you'll be you'll be in you'll be, I'll in, be in disney world yeah, maybe I could send you my ESPN Plus password. You can watch it afterwards. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because yeah, I'll be yeah, I'll be uh, leaving Disney World on the twenty fourth, and then uh, we'll be doing a show a uh, day late that week, uh, or maybe two days late. Yeah, uh, but in America. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm I I still feel like in a year from now we're probably going to be talking about how UFC had a great year on pay per view and the eighty dollars didn't make a difference, but I do think for that first show especially it is going to hurt. And maybe even the second one, um, depending on what else they get for that Australia show. But by the time yeah, they do, yeah, yeah, that Australia show has been racked. Yeah, recently. and but if, by the time they get to, the, you still have the two title fights, but everything else is starting to fall apart on that show. If you get to March and we get John Jones, um, and then you get the UK show, then you know by then it's probably not going to be a big deal. But even that, like that UK show, Edward Usman should be a really big fight. But if it's two weeks after uh, a, a John Jones fight. I feel it's going to be hurt. Yeah. Because now you're asking people to pay $160 in the same month. So yeah, it's, it's tough. Yep. Um, all right. We have Vera and Sandhagen was announced as a main event for February 18th. And uh, much to, I think our chagrin and maybe even their chagrin, it's going to be at the apex. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a fight that needs to be in front of fans. Like that one, yeah. That one needed. That one should have been headline in the San. I don't know what head what's headline San Antonio, but that should have been a fight that headline in San Antonio. That's going to be an incredible fight. I mean, yeah. Or even I mean, if you wanted to put it put it on March 11th in front of in front of the in you know when they run the uh, the old joint, you know, you know that's going to have 1,200 people there. But yeah, but that's such a great fight. Probably, I don't know that the winner gets a title shot right away. They could. They probably should. Uh, they should if it's Vera. You know, I don't know about San Sanagan, but you have Sean O'Malley, who's who's a roadblock right now, and uh, I don't know that Sean Sean's not going to take another fight until it's a title shot. So uh, we're talking about Vera Sanhagen possibly fight for the title later in the year. Which hey, if they if they fight in February and the winner takes off until November December for a title fight, it's not that uncommon. So. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you're right. And this fight should have been in front of fans. And honestly, it's it's an apex show. You could have put Talia Santos and Aaron Blanchfield in the main event. You could have put Ovin St. Preux and Philippe Leans in the main event. Like, it doesn't matter. 
It's a it's a fight pass show, and and it's from the Apex, and 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 you don't want to waste this fight. And it's not like a fight that's going to do like a super high number of viewers. I don't know where the show is airing. If it's you have ESPN Plus or ESPN, it's ESPN or, Plus, yeah, there you go. The, so it doesn't even that, matter. That's like, the thing I've noticed now. All the Apex shows are going to be ESPN Plus shows. They're only going to put stuff on ESPN that has crowds. So I don't know why they're doing it. Maybe they'll change their minds between now and then, but that is such a waste to have that fight in front of nobody. Um, it's, it's a waste. It's, you know, you know, my feelings. It's yeah. Yeah. Up. No, but and even in this case, like there. yeah, there's other that, options. Especially like, that one. Yeah. Talia Santos and Aaron Blanchfield is a perfect main event for a show like that. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, if Aaron Blanchfield, someone that you think is going to be fighting for a title in the next couple of years, Give her a five round fight and see how she does, you know. And Santos is somebody that you know went the distance with uh Valentina Shachenko, or almost, yeah, she did, right? Um, uh, you know, yeah, fight. Santos, yeah. she went to, I mean, a lot of people thought she beat Shevchenko. There you go, so yeah, like that, that should, to me, that should be the main event. And Mayor and Vera Sanhagen should be use it to strengthen, you know, a different card or put it in the main event of a show with fans. Like, I that's just silly. And I saw some Twitter, like, you know, from fighters even, uh, complaining about that one. Um, so I, and maybe you forwarded it to me. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know that I did, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, fighters hate fight, fighting the apex too. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, all right. Jeff Molina suspension. You sent me the notes. I did read the article you told yeah. me to read, um, which was, uh, just trying to find it here. Um, from, uh, now, uh, from Mark Ramonde. Um, now, uh, Jeff Molina's former, uh, um, former, maybe current, um, uh, um, he flyweight. <laughs> yeah. But client of uh, client he's, or uh, James Carlson's coach is one. James Carlson's his coach. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Molina, uh, he was supposed to fight on, on a uh, January 14th, but yeah, the he, next uh, card. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, a few, a couple weeks ago, I'm going to use air quotes and he pulled out of the fight. It was around the same time. It was around the same time that they announced uh, the James Krause suspension and all of his fighters, you know, could not fight in the UFC. So a lot of people thought it thought he would, you know, unless they switched camps and all that. And a lot of people thought he was sticking with James, James Krause. And that's why he wasn't fighting. Well, it turns out um, the, he's suspended. He his license, his fighting license is suspended in Nevada because the investigation into the Derek Minner situation, there's belief that Jeff Molina was involved as someone who profited from it. Okay, so I now I don't think that's in the article, but when I read the article, that was exactly what I figured probably happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's been yeah. there's been some stuff, uh, you know, s- some updates to that. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I've got the article that... right now, and I am reading it, and yeah, so I. But my 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 immediate thought was that Molina knew about what was going on with the Minter fight and made some money off of it. Like that's you yeah. know I I don't know if that's what happened, but that's the conclusion I came to when I when I read this yeah. article. So yeah, the um, yeah they said the the official reason has not been disclosed, and uh, let's see, so, his suspension's uncategorized, which means it's not like a drug test failure suspension or anything. So, so yeah, um, everybody's leading to believe. So leading to that's that's the belief. What I said basically, yeah. 
Yeah, and and if you recall, uh, I think it was last week or maybe the week before when Ryan, when you broke down, let's just say this happened, and you described what you know what might have happened with Minner. Um, he could have done that with numerous fighters, including uh, uh, Jeff Molina, um, and and you know so to you know fronting him money to go place bets. And then making a commission off the bets, and then the fighter making a profit as well, um, and uh, or you know, and I think that maybe even the way you described it was essentially he was making the bets for Kraus, um, and and taking a cut uh, essentially because Kraus knew how the fight yeah. was going to go down. And um, I would think if there's any more to this, like in terms of other fighters, we'd have probably heard about it by now, um, but maybe not. I mean, this kind of came out of nowhere. Well, not really nowhere, but we knew something was up. Yeah. Um, here's what here's what the MMA junkie story they posted that this today. It said a UFC broadcast partner ESPN reported that his suspension doesn't have a reason attached to it, but is because he has been linked to an investigation surrounding that fight. So yeah, he's been linked for sure. All right. So yeah, this uh, probably more to come. Uh, certainly in terms of Jeff Molina, but um, yeah, just uh, this this continues to go on, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they get their ducks in a row because this is not the kind of publicity uh, nope. they need. Uh, Nick Diaz, you got on here. What's going on with him? Yeah, uh, Jake Shields, who was in the no- news for his own reasons this week, which we won't get into because him fighting Mike Jackson in a in the Performance Institute. <laughs> That's not Jake Shields. Me. Yeah, oh. him and Mike Jackson got into a fight at the Performance Institute. Hmm. That sounds like a bad idea for Mike Jackson, but <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. But uh, but he he uh he brought up that uh. Somebody made a comment on Twitter about about Nick, you know, wondering what kind of how he's doing and all that. And he uh, and Jake mentioned he's doing great. He's he's looking better than ever, better than ever, and that you know he'll be back fighting the UFC again this year, you know, twenty twenty three. And uh, yeah, he he did fight the Lawler fight with two ruptured discs in his back, so that you know, and everything I've heard about Nick is that like he's kind of fully committed. To coming back okay. next year and actually you know yeah the lawler the lawler fight you know everybody wants to criticize and he looked he looked okay there for a little bit in that fight but he did have two ruptured discs in his back which hurt hurt you know which probably caused the whole weight situation so yeah i'd like to see him out i'd like to see if he give him one more shot against some veteran yeah like uh yeah, matt brown maybe or do uh, i mean Cerrone is already posting stuff on Instagram talking about <laughs> itching the fight again. He was he was hitting pads the other day. You know he, that's the name I thought of. Like, he and, goes this like yeah. he goes like I'm starting to feel the need to scratch this itch. And so if he if he decided to come back for one more fight, him and Nick would be good. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. I mean, that'd be perfect. I mean, that is like I said before. I said Matt Brown. That's the name I thought of. And I'm like, no, he's retired. But um, yeah, they're never retired till they're retired. Until uh, yeah. they're gone, unfortunately. Um, and yeah. uh, and then you have Darren Wynn on here. What's up with him? Okay, so Darren Wynn, uh, la- he was supposed to fight on the last UFC show, show there on the um, the seventeenth, the last one of the year. Um, oh yeah, that didn't. He happen. was supposed to fight Julian Marquez. Yeah, and so that didn't happen because on the Wednesday before the show, while he was trying to, while he was starting his weight cut, while he was training the UFCPI, you know, he was. You know, he was cutting weight, so yeah, he's 
you know, already starting to feel feel exhausted from it. He was wa- he was walking towards the stairs to so like so like the uh, the mats and the cage and all that that they show. If you ever see clips from inside the PI, that's all on the second floor. Second floor. The first floor is cafeteria, office, some office stuff, all all that. So that stuff is on the second floor. So he was walking towards the stairs to go to go down the stairs. He fainted and fell down the stairs and suffered a mild concussion. So the commission pulled him from the fight, pulled him from the fight, uh, you know. And uh, so his so what happened this past week? You know, Merry Christmas, Darren Wynn. He was released from the UFC. Which wow. sucks after this whole situation. Like, like I mean, hmm. look, yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up. It's a very bad look for the UFC yeah. to cut him after that situation happened, after he had had the fainting incident at their own facility. Like, I can see, like, if they want to make an argument, well, he's lost three of his last four. Last four. He's getting too heavy in between in between fights to the point where he's fainting, trying to make weight and, you know, and he's missing weight. Wait, I could see them wanting to release him for those reasons, but they shouldn't have done it, done it the way they did it. They should, if they wanted to release him because of that, wait till after Christmas and after the new year, don't do it. It's just in the bad, it's in a bad yeah. message. Yeah. Especially at this time very, of year. Yeah. Very bad. Very bad optics. On I didn't know about like the stuff you talked about. Like I, I totally forgot about that fight until you mentioned it, and then I remember talking about it on the show that we did uh, before that fight. And then yeah, then the fight got canceled. And I, you know, I, fights get canceled all the time, and I, you know, most of the time I don't even ask you. Um, but in this case, like I'm not surprised that Darren Wynn got cut, given there's been a number of fights that he was supposed to have that got canceled and, you know, weight cutting is a big part of it. And he's a guy that, I mean, you look at him and he almost looks like he can make featherweight if he actually got in shape. Um, and he's having a hard time making, you know, middleweight or, or light heavyweight in some cases. Um, so yeah, it sucks. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, this is endeavor, right. And, uh, they're going to do what they're going to do. And, the bottom line is more important than anything else, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just, yeah. like I said, very bad optics from that. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's a, you know, good buddy of uh, DC's too, which is surprising, but yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We got some fight announcement and there's some decent ones here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first show of the year, uh, UFC fight night, January 14th, Priscilla Cachoeira against Sajara Eubanks. So, Oh yeah, your buddy. Two, two of my uh, least favorite fighters. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, you've had some nice things to say about both of them. I have had very nice things to say about both of them. I, uh, I, I think you're going to be rooting for Priscilla here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You called I her don't. the worst fighter on the roster like a year ago, and she's gone on. She's to gotten better since then. Yeah. She's gotten better. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely gotten better. But yeah. I mean, she beats she beats Sajara. She's like you know she's yeah. starting to get close to rank, being ranked. She's gotten better, but yes, there was a time where she was the worst fighter on the UFC roster. I don't think I can't say that anymore today. No, anymore today, considering that they still have Mike Jackson as part of the uh, <laughs> UFC he, roster. He still hasn't been cut. <laughs> he's still, I mean, he's still able to train at the PI. Wow. Yeah, I get him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably sue them for the Jake Shields thing and get a lifetime contract or something. He's press try. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, UFC fight night, February fourth. 
Here's a nice heavyweight fight. Marcin Tiber against Blagoy Ivanov. Oh, yeah. That's your heavyweight special that's on every main card. You know, Tiber is actually really good, and so is Ivanov. They're not the, – it's not It's not Chase Sherman against Jake Jake no. Rizzi and you know. Like, no, he's Blagoy Ivanov. I call him Fat Rusev. Yeah. <laughs> these are – hey, at least these are top 10 guys. Yeah, yeah. Top 15 guys, so yeah. He used to uh, look exactly like Rusev till Rusev got in shape, and, and he got heavier. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, we talked about uh, UFC Fight Night, February 18th, the Vera San Agan. Yep. And then, as you mentioned, Tyler Santos against Aaron Blanchfield. That's a that's a massive fight. If if Blanchfield wins that, she's getting a title shot in 2023, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And no and doubt. honestly, if Santos wins, then she'd probably get a rematch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, honestly, if Blanchfield loses, it's not going to hurt her because she's still 22 years old. That's why I want that to be the main event. I hope they yeah. like smarten up and you know somebody gets pulled yeah. and they have to move Vera Sandhagen. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, UFC 285, uh, March 4th, Julian Marquez against Mar. Mark Andre Barrio. Yeah. Mark Andre Barrio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, UFC Fight Night, March 11th, JJ Aldrich against Ariane Lipsky. That's cool. Uh, UFC 286 in London, flyweight fight, Jake Hadley against Malcolm Gordon. Ooh. And, uh, UFC oh. Fight Night. Who did Malcolm, Gordon, Malcolm Gordon fight Manel Cop last time? Uh, he fought somebody. He might have fought a. No, he fought a. Mokayev. He's a Canadian guy, right? Mokayev, Gordon? Yeah, he fought he fought Mokayev. Right, 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 yeah, because he was totally overmatched, but he actually did better than most people thought he yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, it was against yeah. Mokayev. And then now he's get Hadley, yeah. which is like a huge prospect as well. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, UFC Fight Night, uh, San Antonio, uh, March 25th. Uh, Manel Cop, as you just, yeah, just mentioned. mentioned. Uh, he's fighting Alex Perez. Alex Perez was supposed to fight Kai Car France on the Australia card, but uh, Car France Hurt pulled out, so Jeez. so Perez. They pulled Perez off that card to put him in San Antonio. I guess Manel Cop and one that I didn't have on the list because it was it was announced after I emailed you, emailed you. But for San Antonio, a big welterweight fight: Sean Brady against Michelle Pereira. Ooh, that is that is big. So, um, yeah. Not the main yeah. event, but that's a big fight, probably co-main. How much punishment did Jake Matthews take in that last fight? They're going to need him on that Australia card. Uh, I, th- I think he's uh, – he might be on – I could probably look up the the commission. Some, some bad, yeah, it was, I mean, it was only a couple weeks ago, and that, that card's in like six weeks, so probably not going to happen. But they need some star power on that card. That is for sure. Um, yeah. Do they even carry – do these suspensions even carry over to Australia? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's that's going to just about do it as, as Ryan is frantically looking up his notes. And we did go over an hour. Look at that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so what was what was that? Looks like we made it. Yeah. We, yeah. What is that song? I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm getting tired. Um, so, Ryan, uh, I, I would normally plug your uh, Wrestling Observer stuff, but I don't think there's anything in this week's edition that just came uh, out yesterday, <laughs> is there? I'm on vacation. Uh, yeah, there was nothing. There's nothing. So, um, but uh, you can actually check out. I got a couple things I can plug. Um, I did a show today with, uh, or yesterday, as you're listening, with uh, David Lovell, a music show. And actually, Ryan, you might like this one. I posted the link on my Facebook. It's uh, uh, music from the Commonwealth. So we got songs from Canada, Australia, and the UK. A lot of '80s songs in there. I know you're big into the '80s music. So got some like Crowded House, Duran Duran. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So you can check that out. Even some Atlantis and uh, yeah, Bowie, 
a lot of good stuff on that show. And uh, and then I got obviously the Dynamite show coming up on the Fikey Media Patreon uh, t- uh, tomorrow after Dynamite, a uh, big uh, uh, holiday bash show from uh, uh, Colorado. And then uh, on the this weekend, we're going to be doing, I guess I think it's Thursday night, we're doing live on YouTube, uh, the AW Second Annual Hook Awards, which is basically the uh, AW Year-End Awards with uh, myself, Jeff Hawkins, Kevin Ely, and maybe James Hawk, James uh, um, McDaniel, uh, Peppermint Fatty. Uh, we haven't confirmed him yet, but at least three of us, and hopefully all four of us. Uh, I mean, honestly, Ryan, if you're not doing anything, you're filling for James if you want. But um, that is going to be on uh, Thursday night on uh, on the Fighting Media YouTube channel. And then we'll we'll release the audio on Patreon uh, later on in the weekend, so you can check that out. So for Ryan, I'm Paul, and this has been the final in the clinch for the year 2023. Uh, so Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always yeah, do? Yeah, I'm going to enjoy my birthday today and uh, we'll be back next week. We'll do our we'll do our year-end awards because couldn't do it. Wanted to get this one last show in for the year in case anything crazy happens. I can't um, imagine but, anybody from that show is winning anything. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> but I can't either. But but technically, we'll do it next, next week because it gives us a topic for next week. But Hopefully everybody had a wonderful Christmas holiday and I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week and happy 2023. We'll see you next year. Later.